0: Hello, and welcome to Bloom, Baby, Bloom, straight talk from now or never kind of women over 50. And I am your host, Colleen Troy, having all kinds of technical (laughs) slowdowns today, and I am really happy to introduce to you my new friend here in Asheville. Her name is Jill Lindstrom. Hello, Jill. Hello, Colleen. <laughs> we both have had a little bit of phone uh, difficulty, but we are now recording, and I am very, very happy that you are uh, willing to talk to me again. We did have some technical difficulties on the first. Well, the first recording went fine, and and anyways, I am here to say... Um, you have some really cool stories Jill to share uh, briefly very briefly you have been an art teacher for many years you yourself are an artist and you yes. like watercolor preferably I do. But other okay you are uh, an Explorer of life—that's what I call you—and you love nature. You're a big hiker. Just just this morning, you were out hiking more than five miles uh, along right. the Blue Ridge Parkway. Yep. So um, <laughs> I know from your uh, stories that we've shared that you have had some very interesting experiences. Um, after, or turning 50 and the year uh, leading up to it and, and right afterwards. So let's talk about that. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. What was your approach to turning 50? What, what, what was going to matter to you to sort of mark the occasion? Um, I had gone through some kind of tough stuff right before I turned 50. Um, I went through a tough divorce and then um, our youngest son was diagnosed with a brain tumor. And so um, so I went through some hard times and friends, especially girlfriends, and um, friends and family were there and supported me. So when I turned 50, I gave myself a birthday uh, party and I called it a celebration of life party. And I invited all those friends and family that have been through all of this with me, and um, so we just had a wonderful time at my house, and, um, and then I'm not actually sure if it was at the party or right after the party, but I decided after I turned 50 that I was going to do 50 new things that year um, to celebrate this um, year, and that, you know, I had survived the divorce, and my son had survived cancer, and life goes on, and so I... That was kind of the commitment I had made to myself, hmm. What an honorable commitment um, because those <laughs> um, those uh, life challenges that you went through are emotionally draining besides the physical uh you know draining of your energy and just um they just throw the biggest curveball into anybody's life and that right. you took the time you you took you, know, you consciously chose um and that's what i mean by now or never kind of women you consciously chose to mark the um the, the, those moments that are that were in the past uh, the the divorce and then the survival of your son's cancer mm-hmm. to mark it and to say I'm going to honor me and that is I, I love that so what did your friends say were they they were all like of course we're going to come and honor you yeah I I think um, they were all very supportive and just very encouraging um, through the whole thing but um, so the party was just a, just a fun very fun, you know, celebration. And um, and so then when I started to do the 50 things, it wasn't like I had made a list and I was just checking them off. I asked my friends and family to help me think of things as the year went on to um, come up with 50 things.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: like I said, I wish I would have um, written a book or done something with it because a couple of years after my 50 things, the um, movie about um, uh, the bucket list came out and was such a big hit. And and so then the big talk, you know, everywhere was, oh, we need a bucket list. We need to do these things. And so anyway, um, but anyway, it was a fun year and uh, my friends really supported me and helped me through that year. And it was very exciting. Mm -hmm. So uh, you didn't like pre-plan the list. But um, you just kind of explored a, a variety of activities, and why don't mm-hmm. you share like just the first, for the first few, if you if you can, uh, like what did you start off with, and um, did did any of them scare you? So any share anything uh, along those okay. lines of the fifty things? Um, yeah. Well, again, um, it was. You know, I, I like I said, I'd just kind of gone through this tough time and it was a new, a new time in my life um, being single. And after being married for 25 years, um, some of the 50 things, other people would probably think, oh, well, that's nothing. But for me, it was a big step. So like one of them was buying a car by myself and buying mm-hmm. a new condo by myself and um, driving through Denver, a big city by myself, because I always had this husband that, you know, helped out with these kind of things. And then some of them were just fun things that, you know, again, some people probably have done them the whole life, but I had never ice skated. I had mm. never done snowshoeing, and so those were fun. And um, But probably the most significant for me <laughs> was the last one, I um, wanted to go skydiving, and I just wanted to do it once in my life, so I wanted the whole experience, and I actually ended up fainting um, on the way down, and so when I landed, I landed really hard, and I broke my femur and my hip, and I cracked my C1 vertebrae, so um, it took a while to heal from that, but I did, and and everything is fine now, and so, so I, I, I mean, I've I'm not glad that that happened, but I'm glad I did did the skydiving. It was very beautiful, very quiet. It was a very cool experience. Mm, quiet. I wouldn't have uh, guessed that that would have been the sensory experience. So tell me, tell us about that. How was that quiet? Yeah. Well, I... Um, We took a, I took my kids, or I invited my kids to go along with me, so my two sons and my daughter-in-law went along with me, and we had to take a four-hour class that morning, and then we had a choice. We could either go tandem with someone, you know, strapped to your back, or we could go what they called static line, and so, uh, like I said, I wanted the whole experience, and so I chose static line, all of us did. And um, so I stepped out of the plane and grabbed onto the wing of the plane and I'm holding on for a few, I don't know, seconds probably. And then as soon as I let go of the uh, wing of the plane, which was still you know, loud and I was nervous and whatnot, but as soon as I did that, shortly after that, a person in the plane had a cord connected to my parachute. So he pulled that that was the safety kind of, you know, connection that, you know, in case I would panic and wouldn't be able to do that. Mm -hmm. So he did that. And, um, and then it just was very quiet up there. It was beautiful, the, you know, the scenery and, um, yeah, it was just a real quiet, um, beautiful place. And, um, so I was good for a few minutes there, um. But then I could feel myself getting ready to faint because I fainted before. I knew the feeling, and um, then I don't remember anything until I woke up on the ground. So, mm-hmm. anyway. <laughs> oh, and so hard for your family to be witnessing that, too. And yeah, I'm sure it had to be hard for them. Uh, when I woke up, they were all running toward me and, um, you know, wondering if I was okay. And oh. so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it was just, this yeah. Was this in Colorado? I'm sorry. Um. No, it was in Iowa, actually. Okay, okay, uh, Iowa. It happened Mother's Day weekend, and I was supposed to be moving to Colorado. I, was, I, 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 I had decided after the, um, after the divorce that I waited a couple of years and kind of let my friends help me through the transition, and then after a couple of years, I just decided that I always, always loved the Colorado mountains. And so I thought, you know what, I'm just going to move there. Mm -hmm. So um, I actually had planned um, or had a job lined up for the summer months. Um, And so I was planning to, that was Mother's Day that that happened, and I was planning to finish teaching that month and then head out to Colorado in June. But I couldn't leave because I had this neck brace on for three months. And so I waited until August to move to Seamlet Springs, Colorado, so I picked up my crutches and off I went. And um, and out there, I had the um, uh, orthopedic doctors that work with the Olympic ski team. So I thought, oh, this is great. And so um, so anyway, it took five surgeries and three years to heal from that. But I'm good now and and very thankful. So okay, so with uh, another interesting um choice you you have i mean you had lined up to go to colorado anyways but there you are moving to a brand Mm -hmm. new state a city with crutches uh that Mm -hmm. you hadn't expected and um how how was that to integrate into uh, sneak steamboat springs excuse me Um, Mm -hmm. were you excited was it intimidating what was that like um it was a little scary it was hard to say goodbye to my friends most of them were very very supportive um some of them were worried and wondered if I was doing the right thing um <laughs> but um but it was good I I just love the mountains and I love steamboat and I just seemed to um seemed to gel and fit right in within a week I had a place to stay and I had a a job, and um, even though I was on crutches, and because I was on crutches, I spent a lot of my evenings just driving around looking at the area, kind of making notes that this is where I want to come back to, and this is where I want to hike when I can, and so on, so I Mm -hmm. tried to make the best of it. Mm -hmm. It sounds like that is your attitude. I. I hear that a lot in your stories. Try to make the best of it. And the other thing I heard you say when you were talking about the skydiving experience, you wanted the whole experience. Yes. That's like the whole enchilada, Jill. Yeah. <laughs> is I that your... Kind of... <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, is that your approach um, through and through? I kind of think it is, and I'm kind of, kind of uh, stubborn about that kind of thing. I just feel once I decide to do something, I want to do it, and I want to do it the whole way. I want to do it right and, well, try to do it right. And um, But, yeah, that's kind of who I am, I guess. Okay, so you do have uh, an independent streak, um, and yet after you were doing, you know, after your divorce and you um, did your 50 new things, you... You know, and boosted that independent streak, obviously, and empowered yourself even more, it sounds like. I think so. I think I've tried a lot of um, different things that I never thought I would do before. Um, I went abroad and taught in uh, taught school in a uh, school in Morocco for a year, and that was um, very challenging, uh, very rewarding experience. And and now, um, after 10 years of living in Steamboat Springs, I decided that I wanted to move closer to where my two sons live. And they both live on the East Coast. And um, one lives in New York and one lives in Florida. And I didn't really want to live in either of those places. So I chose Asheville, which is kind of right in the middle. And (laughs) I still have some mountains. And um, um, I'm loving it here. Um, oh well, I'm I'm thrilled that you're close by so that we can uh, we can have lots of play times. <laughs> I'm enjoying um, that. Yeah. So tell me about uh, tell us about Morocco moving. Okay, not only you, you not only moved to, within the United States. Now you are putting yourself across the big ocean. Uh, mm-hmm. To a country committing to living and working for a year, what was it like living there, working with the students um, in this, you know, exotic locale? Um, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going to go to Morocco someday, I believe. So, what, what mm-hmm. was that like for you? <laughs> well, it was very different. To actually live there. You know, I've talked to a lot of friends that have gone there for vacation and they're just all, oh, isn't it wonderful? And, and there are a lot of wonderful parts to it, but living there was, um, it was hard. There, um, you know, when I think about things that we have here and we kind of take a, you know, advantage or, or don't realize all the blessings that we have here clean water, and um, clean food that we don't have to worry about, you know. So when I was there, I, I don't think I had a salad the whole time I was there because <laughs> we were afraid, you know, even if we watched it, we would probably get sick. And um, so anyway, uh, but um, it was very interesting. I was teaching in a school, and the um, students most of, most of the students only knew French and Arabic. And I was teaching second grade. So by the time they got to second grade, they were getting pretty, pretty good at their English. Um, And um, so it was just very interesting to, uh, I mean, kids were kids everywhere. And so it was, they're just beautiful, you know, little kids. But it was, um, it was just different. Driving was quite an experience. Um, we had a, my roommate and I, she, we kind of joked, she knew French. And so she was kind of the speaker for us. If we had to stop or if the police would stop us or whatever, she would do the speaking. And we had a stick shift um, car that we were renting and so she couldn't drive. So I drove and it was very, very challenging. You know, you'd be driving along and all of a sudden there would be a donkey walking across the the road (laughs) or it would be a two-lane road and all of a sudden there's three cars side by side you know it was just kind of crazy so um, my son made a comment that I kind of laughed about I went to pick him up my kids came at Christmas time and we took a big trip over there and um, I went to pick him up from the airport and we had to drive through Casablanca to get my place, and he when we got finally got there. There's no stoplights, no stop signs. Everybody just honks a lot and tries to squeeze their way through. And so he said, "Well, Mom, I think if this gig doesn't work for you, that you could probably get a job driving taxi in New York City." <laughs> and I thought, "Well, that's not really, really what I had planned, but I guess it's always good to have a backup." <laughs> so, <anyway>. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a compliment uh, from your sons because yeah. they could see uh, and they had been witnessing you, um, you know, g- learn and grow mm-hmm. b- way beyond the Iowan, um right uh, yep. mother that they knew. So I'm sh- I'm sure today they are super proud of you. I I got a really nice letter from one of my sons one time and, and he said that. He said that I was his inspiration. So that was really nice to hear. Yep. Mm. And you're holding on to that letter, aren't you? Because I do that I, too. <laughs> I am. You bet. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, your year in Morocco was uh, a, a wonderful learning experience as you were teaching mm-hmm. over there then you came back to Colorado Springs, uh, and now, as we know, you're here in Asheville. Um, mm-hmm. What what keeps you um, in this frame of mind of we are wanting the whole experience? You know what uh, what interests do you have? What um, yeah, what what, or what other big goals? Not necessarily big goals. Again, not necessarily bucket list things, but. You know, what is your focus in life as far as wanting the whole experience? Well, I think, um, I think I've think i always kind of had that drive. But I think when I truly, when I went through the divorce and then watching my son struggle for his life, um, I think it truly changed me. And I um, just realized how precious every day is. And so um, I think I see that in him as well, my son as well, that, um, you know, we both maybe take some risks that we wouldn't have before and both just appreciate every day. And um, so I'm just um, trying to jump into the community here and meet people and um, just try new new things that I haven't done before and um, just try to get the full experience of this area, I guess. So, mm-hmm. And it's it's been exciting so far. Very good. Oh, good. And uh, I guess I, I, the other thing I would like to know is, um, well, you ha- you're a grandmother to one yeah. grandson, and you've got another one coming up here really, really soon. Um, so I, I, and that's the reason why you wanted to move here to Asheville is to be closer to family, which um, is is what it's all about. And yep. yet, what other interests might you still be looking forward to in the future besides those cute grandbabies? Oh, I just um, you know when I I taught art for years and years, and when you're teaching art, by the end of the day. Well, there's still lesson plans to do at the end of the day, first of all. (laughs) But you're just exhausted, or I was just exhausted. And so I'm really enjoying being able to um, really focus on my own art and and my interests, you know, um, a little bit more. So I plan to take a weaving class this fall and Mm. do a little more experimenting with that. And I joined a couple little um painting groups that I think will be fun and, and challenging and um so it's just been this is such a great area to meet other <laughs> artists and um just challenge yourself in that way. And so I'm I'm really looking forward to growing my own art and and uh seeing where that takes me I guess. Sure. So really getting the creative juices flowing as well as enjoying the all the hikes that are out there for us. Uh, yeah, I, I, think, yeah mm-hmm. I think all that nature and the hiking just inspires me all the more. You know, I was out the other day and I had been watching the mushrooms grow in the last couple of weeks, but the other day I was out and there were blue mushrooms and pink and red and it was just so exciting. And so... Um, you know, the whole time I'm thinking, oh, when I get back, I should paint that, I should draw that. And so for me to get out in the nature really um, gets my juices going and, and helps me be more creative. Mm-hmm. That's, well, you've got uh, the best nature around here in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and mm-hmm. what about, uh, I don't know why I'm asking this, but I'm thinking about your grandbabies. Do you draw uh, people? Have um, you tried drawing them? Not my my strongest suit, but I'm going to try to do more of that. Yes. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see what I can come up with. All right. Well, your your attitude again. I just want to repeat this. Your attitude is um, empowering yourself is what's important. Um, you want the whole experience of life. You you understand mm-hmm. that. Um, every day is a blessing, and let's not take it for granted. So let's, you know, let's live life to the fullest. Um, that yep. that is um, uh, it's again, it's a, such an honorable attitude, and uh, waking up every day with from that position is is so different from from what I and trying to be conscious on my own end of staying in the sort of comfort zone. How mm-hmm. do you? How do you catch yourself from wanting to? Uh, do you ever want to linger in the comfort zone, Jill? Oh, sure. <laughs> Some days I do, but then uh-huh. I call up friends like you and hear about your hiking experience, and I think, ah, oh, she can do that. I can do that, or <laughs> um, or I just. Women, I think it's just such a blessing um, to meet with other women and share ideas, and again, that generates my creativity and my excitement, too, is just to visit with them and see what things they've tried or what areas of the, you know, this er new area that I'm in, um, where they've gone, what they've seen, and um, so that's also very encouraging. Hmm. I do believe fully in the support of women uh, mm-hmm. and, and yep. the connections, and and uh, really cultivating those friendships. It's really, mm-hmm. really vital to my. It yep. always been to my life and to yours. It sounds like too. Yep. Um, well, do you? Uh, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your stories, and they are very, very inspiring. I really have. I have one final question. I have asked okay. you this before, but it's really important to, to know how okay. you got yourself out of that plane and holding on to the wing of that airplane. What were those <laughs> moments like? Boy, I um, I don't even know if I can explain how you know I was nervous and excited and uh, just. Can I do this? um my son that survived the cancer actually was the one that jumped first, and he did a great job and I think part of it was just not wanting to let let him down or my other son down that you know gosh, she got up there, and she chickened out, you know, or yeah. um so I did and um yeah I, I i yeah, it was just a very very exciting moment, and mm. um. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I'm glad I I did it. Mm -hmm. Oh, excellent. Congratulations on uh, all of your fabulous stories, your moves from state to state to uh, another country, and um, your explorations on nature and art and friendships. And Mm -hmm. I wish more and more and more of that for you. Thank you, Pauline. Thank you so much. Okay, take care, Jill. Thanks again. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Oh, All right.